0: Okay. So, between June and, uh, and October. Okay. We brought in about 500 grand.
1: Wake up your mind. Wake up your mind. You are now tuned in to the Trillion Nation podcast, where we interview brilliant minds for mental growth and entrepreneurship. This, this is, is intellect, intellect at its, its finest. finest. Now to your host. Here's Johnny what's good trillion nation here's johnny back at you again this is episode three of the trillion nation podcast the person that i have with me today my first in-person interview by the way the person i got with me today was worth the wait we got mr reach you feel me man look so this guy is the CEO and founder of Project Hope Tampa. He took his business from half a million, listen to me now, half a million dollars in six months. Six months, half a year. So we're about to have an intellectual conversation with this great man right here and have him break down these jewels to all my men and women out there, but I got something special in this episode. So men specifically, tune in. Please stay tuned, and women too, because you might want to show your man, because if your man is trash, or he's not you know, up to par the way he should be, you might want to tell him to check in on this episode with my guy Rich. So, Rich, how you doing today, brother?
0: I'm doing fantastic, man. It's a great day to be alive, brother. Yes, I feel sir. blessed. Thank you for having me, man. No, you man. No problem, Appreciate brother. You. No
1: sure. problem. So we you know we had a good rundown before this whole podcast. But to the followers, I want you to break down in the beginning, just so far, like who you are, where you from. Of course, we I see the Hispanic accent yeah. and thing going on. So break that down. Who you are? Where you
0: from? and kind of just your upbringing yeah man so i was born in manhattan new york city okay in 1990 uh my dad kind of was always kind of in the picture for the first few years then he kind of went on he moved uh, back to dr so my little sister and i stayed with my mom we lived in the bronx for quite a while uh, you know, so my mom kind of raised my sister and I. I I'm one of five, so my oldest three siblings kind of live with my dad most of the time in DR. My mom did what she could, you know, but I saw her struggle day in and day out. As a female, when you have to be the provider and, and, and the nurturer, it's damn impossible to do both. Right, right, right. You know, so I, I saw the struggle and I knew that everything was because of money. At that age, at eight years old, you don't even really know what what money is, right. but you know that it's something that's necessary. Mm-hmm. So I got my first job when I was eleven years old. Right. I went down to this pizzeria on Kingsbridge Avenue, right under the one train, um, and Broadway on two thirty first. And I asked him for a job. This old, you know, this old Italian dude yeah. laughed at me. He goes, he goes, "What do you do?" <laughs> I'm like. Whatever you need. Right. So he gave me a bag, a bag of flyers. And he goes, walk up and down, bro, and just hand these flyers out. I'm like, you got it. Huh. So he was paying me $2 an hour. You know, so I would go every Saturday, Sunday. I would work four or five hours, get my $10. But I got pizza. Okay. I got pizza and a Coke. And as an eight-year-old, the pizza and the Coke is worth the job alone. Right. Right. So I would come home with my $10, get my mom eight dollars keep two i mean because at that point i was in school i would a dollar two would buy me lunch at that age you don't really need money because you right. don't have any bills you have money and you buy ice cream you buy chips candy juice yeah. shit like that so i'd give it to my mom and i'd keep my two dollars i would save one i would spend my other dollar on uh either like back in the days man like you get, like you would get four bags of chips for a dollar Mm-hmm. So that dollar would go way back, like, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, it would go a while, like, right. it would last, you it's feel me? It's been a while since then. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So as I got older, you know, um, things kind of got rougher, and she began to, like, charge me rent. I was like, yeah, man, I'm, yeah, I mean, cool, I got it. I, like, I got you. So at this time, we were living in Whitestone, New York. I went over. I have a job, man. I was a freshman in college. We moved from the Bronx into uh, Whitestone, Queens. And I went to a deli, and I was like, hey, man, I don't know if you guys need somebody to like stock your fridge up, take out the trash, like sweep up. So this guy, Tony, man, great guy, Indian dude, took me under his wing, gave me a job. It was like three days a week, and then Sundays, five okay. bucks, like five bucks an hour. Not much, but again, I'm in high school, so I, 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 I wasn't really into like the brands. I was more into sports, so I didn't need the money. Right. I was just paying rent to help mm-hmm. my mom's out b- with the bills. Uh, then as soon as I graduated high school, bro, like a week after, she, she was like, all ah, right, yeah, all are get the fuck out. Yeah. I'm oh, like, shit. what <laughs> do you mean we getting the fuck out? Yeah. He's, like, yeah. He's like, yeah, I bought tickets for all of you to go back to live b- with your dad. I'm like, we never discussed this. And bro. where was he located? In DR. Oh, okay. I'm like, yo, like I got my aspirations here. Like right. I want to go to Baruch College. That's my dream college. Okay. I can't go to Baruch if I'm living in DR, you feel me? Right. So she goes, well, that's not really up to you. I bought your ticket already. You're leaving in like two days. I'm like, all right. So my cousin and I, Sammy, we found some apartments, like a room. We, we, like, we found a room in, like deep into Long Island. Right. So we, so we were like, bro, we out? We out. Packed our bags, bro, and moved into a room in uh, Suffolk County. You know, left my girl unfortunately, you know, that long distance shit doesn't always work oh, out, yeah, especially yeah. when you're, you know, when you're that young. Um, so I moved out, Suffolk County, got my associates. While I was getting my associates, I, I was applying to Baruch, which was in downtown. Okay. It was on, uh, it was on like, Lexington. What were you going
1: to school for? What did you get your... So school? I
0: initially went for IT, because I wanted to do an associates in IT. Okay. And a degree in business. Okay. The IT shit did not want me, bro. I was, that was that. That did not favor me, man. Yeah. It was difficult. Was like, oh hell no! I, yeah. I, I taught
1: myself how to pro- program and down. so I kind of yeah. Like, so yeah, it like
0: I'm like yo, that's it's it, w- it would have been nice, but it's not for it's me. It's hard, bro. It's hard, man. And <laughs> like, at that time, to be honest, I didn't have the discipline right. to stick it out. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna go back to business. I transferred my major, lost a year yeah. of credits. Mm-hmm. So, I got my associates in three years. But during those three years, every year I was applying to Baruch. In all three years, I got rejected. Just college. You yeah. College. Okay. So, I got my associates. I'm like, what do I do now? Like, I got my associates. I have to get my bachelor's. Like, where do I go? Right. So, God works in mysterious ways, man. I got rejected that third year. And, like, a month after, I got a letter of late admission.
1: So
0: bro, I care. was in the car, right? I was parked outside my girl's grandma's house and I got this email. I'm like, what the fuck do these guys want? Right. I'm like, oh congratulations, da, da, da. bro. I got out the car and my girl read it. She got out the car too. And we did like a notebook scene, bro. She just jumped on me and bro. We were just <laughs> hugging it out. I'm like, yo, I can't believe I got in, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. First semester, I, I almost got kicked out. <laughs> my grades. It's but you know this, man? Sometimes you want to aspire to something and it's more work than you thought it would yeah, be. Yeah, I go through that all the time. Know? So, yeah, that's real. So that, I mean, that's, that's kind of like where things kind of like turned around. I realized, look, if I really want want this kind of life, I need to focus. Mm-hmm. So after that semester, I kind of really honed in, stopped hanging out as much, um, kind of pulled back on the working out a bit, and everything else is kind of history after mm-hmm. that. Let um, me ask
1: you this before you, you just said something there, so I wanna, I wanna figure this out. Do you think that trade-off? Because I'm kind of, I kind of, I'm kind of in that mode right now myself. Do you think the trade-off between working out and your dreams, like let's say I have this dream I'm trying to get to, but working out is very important too. Mm-hmm. We're gonna touch on that later on. Mm-hmm. You, you're gonna touch on. It. Do you think that's a good trade-off to? Let one let the working out go a little bit more if you're not
0: financially stable or if you're not where you want to be. Do you think that's a good trail? So at least for a little while. I don't believe there's ever balance, right? There's no such thing as balance. Okay. I think that based on the cycle or the phase in life that we're in, we need to prioritize accordingly. And if that means that we work out less because we're in a of a financial constraint right. then you have to sacrifice somewhere okay. and typically you the sacrifice in sleep social activities or work somewhere right. has to be the sacrifice so if you need to sleep your seven hours and you still need to get find a way to make money right. then you have to sacrifice on the social aspect
1: okay yeah right? that makes sense
0: and if you want to keep making money and you want to socialize then you have to sacrifice sleep right right okay. so you can never have it all
1: yeah you never have that you're not whole, right, whole thing, right
0: not in the same amount right. now when you get to a point where you're financially stable and you're not maybe as pressed or stressed out about where your money's going to come from or if you have enough money to maintain the roof over your head mm-hmm. now you have the luxury of working out maybe an extra hour a day right or now, yeah. or now you can work out seven days a week right Yeah. but i don't believe there's ever equilibrium okay. across the board
1: Okay. All right, cool. Now you continue with the story. I just so wanted to catch that. I left
0: out a, a little detail because I do want to give a shout out to, to, to two friends specifically. So my junior year of college, everything was going good. I was working security for a building in, uh, in Herald Square, 34th Street. And my mom again, bro. It was like th- three in the morning. She kicked me at the house again. I'm like, I'm outside. One, I'm fucking heartbroken that she would do this shit again to me.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And I, like, I was working security, man. I was making, like, 12 bucks an hour. Okay. And most of it was going to pay her rent.
1: Yeah, so you, like, flabbergasted. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I,
0: I called my mentor at the time, and I'm like, yo, this happened, blah, blah, blah. blah. And, I, and I'm surprised that he even answered my call at 3 o'clock. And mm-hmm. to be honest, bro, I thought that he, that he was going to, like, let me, like, crash at this place for a night. Motherfucker said, you got this, bro. <laughs> i like, <laughs> like wow thanks <laughs> yeah, good, So, amazing. dude I mean I, I called everybody mm-hmm. that I, I, I can think of at the time mm-hmm. that would help and at the time man I had this friend in one of my fr- uh, so I joined a social frat uh, when I joined Baruch it, it's co-ed so one of my f- friends Lily Quinn um, actually let me sleep on the floor for a few months oh, man, so that's i real. yeah i mean yeah. and she's one of those people man that does something for you in your life that no matter how much you would pay you never really can right yeah and i don't think she understands the impact that she saved me from i most
1: definitely get you right and <laughs> yeah,
0: and sure. every chance i get i thank her um, what was it I think it was last year I just saw her name on, on like my Venmo account I was like oh shit because I lost her Instagram I lost her Facebook I don't even have a number anymore right. but I saw her name pop up on my Venmo it's like $200 yo like have a drink on me Oh. because yeah. who knew what would have happened to Rich had she not opened the doors to me Right. Yeah. right so I slept on her floor from October to January and I pretty much I lived out of a armor, like an under armor bag. So I had like five pair of underwears, two, like two jeans, I had one jacket, and like three pairs of socks. And I live off of that for four months. And bro, that, that does something to you mentally, man, that now I can relate to a lot of like, what the, L, you know, what the, what the ETs, like Eric Thomas say, what the Les Brown say about coming from nothing. Right. And it, it builds a certain level of frustration um, and a certain level of independence that you are never willing to relinquish.
1: Right, the character. Right. The character. Now, as
0: far as like my mom goes, like I still take care of her. I still love her, and she knows that. Can I ever forgive her for what she did? I'm trying. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's a work in progress. Um, but I never hold it against her. I never judge her for it. What's done is done. Right. Um, I never bring it up. But if I said that it didn't, that it it wasn't still there. Mm-hmm. That would be a lie.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, yeah. It's certain things. It's hard to yeah. get rid of. So it's one thing you mentioned uh, in that in that lineup of, of a mentor, right? How were you able to achieve getting a mentor that young? Because that's one thing I think. I'm. Um, I think that's my next step. Is Somebody to kind of give you the, the steps, of you know, to kind of skip some steps, You're, you know what I'm saying? So I think that's important for people to have, and that's something that I haven't had, you know, in recent times. So how do you go about, because I, I've heard you mention that before on your Instagram about me. Yeah,
0: so here's, here's the thing about mentors, right? So mentors are willing see it from their perspective for a second, right? Mm-hmm. If if I'm a successful individual, my time has certain value to it. Right. And Typically, once you're making a certain level of income, your hour has a dollar value attached to it, mm-hmm. right? So for somebody to take that doesn't need you whatsoever, right. to take time out of their day to give you knowledge that would never come back to them, it needs to be worth their while, right? right? So. At the time, I wasn't really looking for a mentor. During the job that I told you, I was doing security front desk uh, on 1370. Okay. 1370, Herald Square. Every day, I would run from school. I would finish classes and run to my job. I, and I would work the five to midnight shift. All right. So as I'm coming in, people are going home. So this dude, Darrell, you always see me reading because I was either always doing my homework. I was studying. I was um, also tried, I was passing my uh, certification to become a personal trainer. Okay. At that time too, so it was fucking thick ass book like this. Yeah, bro. yeah. I know. So they always <laughs> like they always saw me studying or reading something. Okay. And we would you know just kick it, talk, have conversations, and he goes, you like you're a smart dude." So Darrell would hang out with these other cats upstairs on the fifth floor at J Suites, And I didn't know how successful they were, but you know money when you see it. Right, yeah. Right, so like you know money when you yeah. see it. So Durrell introduced me to Nelson and Edwin. So Nelson was the numbers dude. He was the accountant, the finance guy, the wealth manager, the wealth planner, anything numbers related went to Nelson.
1: The guy you wanna know.
0: Right. right. <laughs> okay. But sometimes it's like you want to learn from somebody, but sometimes there's just no chemistry, there's no connection, there's, right. there's yeah. nothing in common, right? So you can want to pursue something, but if it's not authentic, it's not really there. Yeah, it don't make sense. Right. So Nelson like, know, like we would talk, chit chat here and there. Next thing you know, he he goes, "Yo, Rich, I'm going to Puerto Rico uh, for some business. If you want, yo, just, just, show up." I was like, "Say less." Yeah. <laughs> so I bought. I booked the ticket same night. Right. I went to like the bar like after work. I'm like, should I do this? Like man, I, I, I was broke. Right. I was damn broke. I'm like, but you know what? I'm like, this would be a good way for me to solidify my 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 friendship with you know with this guy that I'm trying to learn from. Right, yeah. So I booked it. I was kinda of tipsy at the time, I'm like, ah oh, fuck it, why not? Yeah, yeah, I booked the strip. <laughs> I booked there like at, like, 1 in the morning. The flight was leaving at 6 a.m. So I got home. I was drunk as hell, bro. I packed my bag as drunk as a motherfucker. Got to the airport. Full buzz, bro. And that ended up being one of the funnest little trips that we ever had, man. Yeah. And we, till this day, I think it's been, like, 10 years since then, we still talk about it. So to answer your question more directly, they just sold the effort. Yeah, they saw the right, work that I was putting in, day yeah, in and day out. That's what I got And out. they go, yo, like who is this kid that's doing security, looks like he's 10 years old, because I look mad young with no beard. Yeah, also studying. Also studying while he works. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's just it, right place at the right time, but I had the preparation and I had the willingness to learn from these guys. I was open to learning from these guys. Right. So, Nelson became my mentor for many, 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 many years. So...
1: You went to college. You got into your dream college. Yeah. You were working the security at the same time, right? You had this mentor. Um, what happened from there? You, your mom kicked you out. Mm-hmm. While wow, that, how did, did that stay that way? Or
0: yeah. So after that, I never, I, I, I never moved back in with her. Okay for obvious reasons, right? right? Yeah, like yeah. there was a pattern, was <laughs> yeah. I'm like okay. The first time, shame on you. The second time, we shame on me for trusting you, the second yeah. time. So after that, my dad was, um, he, he helped me pay rent for this uh, room in Queens. Uh, like, okay. like right off of, uh, I'm sorry, not Queens, Brooklyn. Right off of Bed-Stuy. So I lived there for like a year, because that's all I had to do to finish college. And then I was planning to be there for a while. And then one month, he goes, yeah, Rich, I'm done helping you. I'm like, yo, what you mean? Like, normally, like, you give somebody, like, a heads up. Like, yo, yeah. I can only help you for the next three months. I'm like, how do you tell me the same month? Right. You know, and I, like, I was still at the security job. I'm like, wow, I was like, I, I can't afford this rent by myself, man. And we had an agreement that as long as I was going to school, that you was going to help me like like through this. Right. He goes, yeah, well you graduated, so now you're on your own. I'm like, wow, yes I'm, I'm like, all right. all right man, I got you. So he and I, we, we didn't see eye to eye after that for a while. Um, so after that, I kind of moved in with my girl's grandma. She let me like, stay with her for a while while I figured my shit out.
1: Okay.
0: And my boy actually, um, so from, from the security job, my boy, Doug, had me get a job at Yelp. Okay. Doing sales and cold calling and whatnot.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I had, I mean, initially, it, it, like it was great, but it, kinda, it got to a point where, where I'm like, yo, this, this, this thing's not for me. This mm-hmm. is not for me. Um, and when I left Yelp, found out that she was pregnant with my first son, yo, I started losing my hair, bro, Gain like 60 pounds. It yeah, was yeah, yeah. a very stressful moment in my life, man. I began applying for jobs, and there was this one job interview. I just, I sold myself, bro, like my life depended on it. But I got the gig, you know? So I remember it, it was a four interview job. I was in the last interview. And I remember asking her, well she asked me, well she goes, Rich, well why should we choose you over anybody else? I'm like, well let me ask you this. Who has more to lose? Or who would be willing to put in more work? The person that has everything to lose or the person that has nothing to, to lose. Right. And she goes, well, the person that has everything at stake. I'm like, yeah, that's me. Yeah, good answer. <laughs> and there was just yeah. silence after that. Yeah. <laughs> like two days later, I got the job offer at Paycom, selling payroll services. Okay, okay. And that was my first six-figure job.
1: Oh, so I that's, was, okay, yeah. you, talking. okay yeah. you talking next level, okay. Yeah, so that
0: job took me from zero, man. I mean, I, I was broke, I was yeah. broke. So that job soldered me off at like forty-five K a year, like fifty K a year, which isn't much, especially in New York. Right. Oh, yeah. But again, man, when you're determined, I went into that shit, and I sold, man, I sold. I learned the products, I learned my market, and I just went out because it was all face to face. Right. So I, I, I became one of the top three reps in the country. With Paycom. Oh. oh so oh, that's how I kind of went from zero, you know, from literally from zero dollars to six figures. Okay. And then it was. I had to make a transition to move to Florida, which they had a slot open in Florida for my position. Is this something you chose? I chose this because, okay. mind you, bro, it's like I, I, I always assumed that making six figures meant that I'd be able to bed, to live a slightly more comfortable lifestyle, right? right? wherever you want to. I realized that, all right, I'm making six figures. Let's say that's 9K a month, mm. right, 8, 9K a month. Parking alone was $500. In New York? In New York. Daycare for my son was $1,800, $2,000 a month. That's
1: crazy.
0: Right? We found this two-bedroom apartment in Queens. The ceiling was falling off. The wall was like 17 different colors. And that was like $2,500 a month. MTA Unlimited at at that time was like $125, $121 a month. And I had to pay both, parking and MTA, because I had clients all over the... all over the five boroughs. Yeah. So I was like, yo, like, this is not conducive. I got like, New
1: York subscribers is looking at this right now like... They know, bro. Yeah, they know. I got a couple for sure. Yo, and yeah. then on top of that,
0: <laughs> my car was getting towed once a week. Yeah. I was getting tickets every other day. If not where I lived, I was getting them at my client's office because I had to park if I go saw them. Mm-hmm. But in New York, most companies don't have parking lots.
1: So that's when you was like, I got to... I'm it's like, that
0: I'm like, yo, I'm literally working my life. We're getting home at 8 p.m., leaving the house at 8 a.m., right. and I'm not seeing the benefit of this. And my brother had asked me to come down to Tampa to help him finance a car. I'm like, yo, Tampa? No one's ever heard of Tampa before. Yeah, you're right. so, Yo, I'm kidding. I was expecting to come here and see, like, cows and shit and, like, oh, oxes. Oh, yeah, you from- yeah, 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 yeah. i'm like uh, i'm expecting yeah. like daisy duke to pull up to the airport <laughs> i'm like wait whoa wait a minute like tampa's kind of nice yeah it's chill it's like a hidden gem bro yeah yeah so i came i helped him get the car and i go back home and i'm like yo babe i think we about to get up on out of here so, yeah you're about to roll <laughs> 10 days later i'm packing up my car we out we out so I tell my, I tell Picker, I'm like, I know that we have an opening in, in Tampa for my role. I'm top three in the country. You figured that would mean something, right? So they go, oh, yeah, Rich. Yeah. Like, we'll be like, we'll consider it. I'm like, all right, cool. Pack my stuff, pack the car up. We drive down to Florida from New York. After I get here, like two weeks after, like, yeah, Rich, we just can't make the transfer. Like, oh, well, you guys take care. Oh. Okay. Dubbed it. Really? Smash,
1: done. I mean, were you up a little bit by then at least?
0: Like Yeah, I mean I was up, man, but now I was like I was living on a New York income coming to Florida. Like we were like Oh we, yeah, so you really up? We <laughs> like like <laughs> yeah. we would have been alright. Right. right. You no, know, like not rich, but we would have been comfortable. I had to find a job. I found a job doing cold calls again making thirty five thousand a year.
1: Damn. Bro. Yeah, from the city. Finally got a break yeah kicked right
0: back down to 35 Dang. did the cold calling thing for i think it was like four or five months man i hated it every minute you know like when you hit a job so much that you're looking at the clock and to go from four forty-five to five o'clock feels like it's three hours
1: yeah, i loaded hot trailers in a warehouse <laughs> so I it's like know. yeah, yeah it's like every
0: minute feels like an hour yeah I was oh, like, fuck this i got invited to a party by one of my friends, Carla Rodriguez, and she introduced me to one of her friends, and they worked at Citigroup. And she goes, "Rich, I think you have potential. You know, you're a young guy. You're smart. You're okay. articulate. Okay, come work for us." I was like, "Yo, save me, <laughs> save me!"
1: Yeah, Citigroup. That's not the, like that's
0: yeah, that's not small. You know, so for so, that don't know. <laughs> so you know, I said, "Look, if you're open to it, I would like for us like role play like the interview process, like teach me like like what to say." what well, not to say so she kind of like guided me through it i got the job the job was paying like 47.
1: and how old were you at this
0: point? like 28.
1: okay like 28 okay.
0: so it was paying like 47. okay now mind you i moved down alone right so like early, i don't move nah she, she, so i kept her up i kept her at her mom's house with with my son i'm like yo let me go down there figure shit out have everything set up so that when you guys move down you guys have a home so they set up there. The plan was supposed to be for them to stay up there for a month. Mm-hmm. I was trying to qualify for like low-income housing because at thirty-five k a year, you can't really provide for a family with that. Right. So every month, oh, rich, not no, we're sold out. We're sold out. Almost four months, man. I had to wait to bring my family down. Almost four months, bro. So, I got the job at City. I brought them down. And I, w- I went to City for a while, man. For like two years, for like two and a half. Then they had a massive layoff. Everybody got fired. I think, like, my team was like 45. I think, like, seven stayed. Damn. So I'm like, okay, well, back the, we're back
1: to zero. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. I'm no. thinking he's like, okay, that's. No. I got kicked out. That's crazy. that Rich? Pack so your you're shit. Back, to back to zero again. Back to zero again.
0: I'm like, all right. So I said, well, I, I wanted to leave City because I wanted to go into wealth management anyway. Okay. Like that was really the, like the goal. And in Tampa, City doesn't have any branches, so I can't do wealth management at City. Okay. So I was looking to go maybe to Chase, um, Raymond James here, which is huge. Yeah, yeah, I see lot. I'm, I'm like, okay, well, I, I need to make the shift anyway. Mm-hmm. I just thought that I'd have more time. So... I began applying, 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 and at the time, I was actually going to school for my CFP, my, uh, to, to become a certified financial planner. Okay. Right, so, I mean, that's a big certificate to hold. Right. That's the equivalent to a PhD, but right. in personal finance.
1: Yeah.
0: So, I hadn't taken the test yet, but I had just finished it, so I was going to school, I was doing Citigroup, Monday through Friday, I was doing school Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And that was for like five months. It was a five month course.
1: So this CFP is it kind of like like a Series Seven type deal? It's bigger. Oh really? Oh shit. Okay. It's
0: the equivalent of a CPA for an accountant. Okay. It's the highest that you can possibly go in personal finance.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. So you got your so you you have your CFP, you have your CPA, and then the CFA. Those are the big three.
1: Okay. Yeah, I know about the CFA and CPA. I never heard of CFP. Okay.
0: So they saw that i was going for it so this company called um ifp picked me up independent financial partners out in rocky point
1: okay
0: and they and they said look rich i know that you want to go into wealth management but we need you here on the customer care i said look if you guys need me there um and eventually there's room for growth i don't mind the salary was like 50. Again, not a big raise, but right. so I'm still kind of like incrementally working my way up, bit yeah. by bit. Back up, but it's taking forever, right? You know. <laughs> so during that time, my boy JD puts me onto like Amazon automation, eBay automation, okay. and I'm investing my money into this shit, taking out loans, right, so I can make some passive income. Mm-hmm. They was full of shit. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm stuck with this twenty-five K loan. I'm thinking about filing bankruptcy. Because I can't afford the loan on twenty five K plus the five K for eBay plus all this other shit. Right. So I'm like, yo like and then my mentor said, Rich, if anything over ten K, if you file bankruptcy, they can still try and come after you in 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 a litigation. I am mm. like, Well, I don't wanna deal with that shit. Yeah, yeah. So I I kept looking for people that could do Amazon but Legit, that actually can give people results. Mm-hmm. Cause I believe in the concept. I just got introduced to the wrong team.
1: Right. Yeah, I see that a lot. Right. Yeah, I see that.
0: So I came across these, 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 like other dudes, and they, and they, they were doing well. So I reinvested again. But then Amazon shut my account down because I had an account prior to it. So with Amazon, you can only have one account.
1: Oh dang! I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. I need to check on that. Yeah, you only have one account. <laughs> You know, You're so then,
0: then um, I found some dudes that were doing the same thing, but with Shopify. Now Shopify, it was called like Shopify Automation. Shopify doesn't have the same restrictions, right? The right, one yeah, thing, right. right? So the one thing with Shopify is that you have to do your own advertisement.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So when you do Shopify, you almost always advertise on Facebook. Facebook, right? So I I met these these dudes that were getting customers. Some. Decent results, right? So I began- Through Facebook ads? Through Facebook ads. Okay. So I became a broker for them.
1: Mm.
0: And I'm not going to say his name because he turned out to be a scumbag. Okay. But- I say you No. Know, I mean, <laughs> but initially, like, he was getting clients good results. Like, right. dude, this is great. Like, I'm going to put, like, like people on this. Right. Because I've always wanted to help people make money, man. Mm-hmm. I've, like, my mom has struggled with it. I struggled with it. So I have a, a sincere passion of helping people make money. I'm like, dude, I'm I'm gonna send people like your way. And he wouldn't give me much of a commission, like 2K here and there. Right? So it wasn't like a whole lot. He he was charging like 15. So I'm like, okay. So after a few months of doing that, I made a few thousand bucks. And people like, Rich, my store's not doing anything. I'm like, no, don't tell me that shit. Not again, bro. Please, not again, bro. This is, oh, yeah, Rich, don't, don't worry. I got it. You know, it's just this, this, and that. They're panicking, they're being impatient. But they they're coming to me because I'm the one that referred them. Referred them, right, yeah. And this dude is no ghosting them. I mean, I'm mean, like, look, dude, I I can't, I don't do business like this. If you can't fix this for them, I can't refer to you anybody else. And, you know, he gave me some runaround for it. Long story short, promised me that he would. He never fixed anything. Damn. So I'm like, yeah, man, this, I'm done. And it's on your name, um, like <laughs> That's, that's yeah, the shit. Yeah. Now, you got my name, tarnished because you can't get your shit together. Yeah. I don't care how much fucking money it is, I'm out.
1: Yeah. I'm out. Like when Warren Buffett said, like, I think he said, you can lose money, but the day you mess with the, the day you mess with my reputation, yeah, it, I, you know, turned into a monster. Yeah, so
0: I did, I dipped on him. Yeah. Um, And I, I was transparent to all the, you know, to all my like, referrals. I, I said, "Look, guys, he was doing so good at first. I don't know where he went wrong or why that that went wrong. He and I were not really on, on good terms, and we were even gonna go the, like the legal route, but like none of the people that had onboarded with him did, like they had the money that he had. He had like a team of lawyers on standby. Right. So you know, we just cut. Trying to find yeah, them. yeah. So you no, know, just kind of like didn't make sense. So we just cut our losses with him. Then I was introduced by one of my clients." that I referred to this guy. Mm-hmm. He said, Rich, reach out to this other guy. You know, I, I, I've heard that he's pretty good at it. You should talk to him. I'm like, shit, all right. So I hit him up on Facebook. I'm like, yo, what's going on, man? I'm rich. This is like what I, this is who I've worked with. This is like what I've done. And he goes, oh yeah, that guy's full of shit. I'm like, "Yeah, I mean, it's always easy to talk sh- shit about your competition, really? right? So I, I took it with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. So he goes, bro, like, why don't you and I do something? Like, I'm good at what I do. And, he's, and like, he, he referred me, like, five, six people that I spoke to that I spoke highly of him. Right. I'm like, okay, so, like, this could actually work. So from there, I was like, okay, well, I have a guy that gets me leads for this kind of stuff. So the three of us kind of got together, and we said, look, if he knows how to do this right, help people make money, I can sell it. But now, mind you, I'm selling his product, mm-hmm. right? It's not my product. So I'm like, okay, I got you, just what can clients expect with this? This, 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 and that? I'm like, all right, bad. So, let's go a few and see, and see how, how it goes. I was the first customer. I tested his concept out before I brought anybody else on board.
1: Right, yeah, yeah. And I was That's getting, smart, yeah, man. I yeah, was yeah. making money.
0: My ad spend, like, initially I was breaking even. Right, so like there wasn't much profit, but eventually after the first month, which he said, "Rich, your first month, you're not gonna make money because Facebook ads needs to be um, optimized." So it, take, you know, it takes time. Yeah,
1: yeah. Figure it out and yeah. retargeting, like figure out which one. Works. Bro, he knew all that shit. Yeah, I knew yeah, none yeah, of it. Right, but I trusted him. Right? right.
0: So we're like, okay, bro. Well, if I if I know how to sell, you know how to market, mm-hmm. then this could actually work out. So we started at like, five, at like 5K, right? Offering the same service that the other guy was charging, but his process didn't work. So we started at 5K. That shit didn't go anywhere. Like, okay, mm. that's odd. So we actually increased it and began to generate some sales. Mm. Then we, okay. yeah, then we increased it again. I think to like 15 and got more sales in. So we kind of kept it at that. And things were going great. We, we, we were doing like, Eighty thousand a month. 80, oh, eighty yeah. hundred grand a month.
1: Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So okay, so what what age were you at this time?
0: <laughs> this was prior to COVID. No, no, no. This was during quarantine. This was yeah. So this was during okay. quarantine.
1: So within the time of twenty eight and this time, you were like, like you had increased incrementally from. Yes, yeah,
0: so I was actually everything. doing this while I was working at IFP.
1: Oh, okay.
0: So, oh, shit. So, okay. I would take my lunch break, hop on a call with a client, run them through the process, get back to work. Sometimes, I would just walk out. Okay. Just disappear for, t- for like 20 minutes. All right. And they kind of got in my case. Like, Rich, like, where you been for the past 20 minutes? Like, we noticed that like, you, and know, like, taking a lot of bathroom breaks lately. Yeah. Like, I, well, I got kisses for you, bitch. Like, yeah. Like, leave me alone. So, I got,
1: okay, so I got a question for you, because I got a YouTube video about this, right? When... So you you have stories, of course, of people like quitting their job and oh, yeah. creating the creating a company oh, yeah. and making like six figures in a day. Oh, yeah. and, like it worked out, but for most people, the smart thing is to start a side business, side hustle while you're on your job. At what point of having a job and having a business do you think that you should separate, if ever?
0: You know, yeah. what I'm saying like, cause some
1: people are like, bro, I. I've worked with people that work at the places I've worked, and they got like a side business that's making like six figures a year. And I'm like, like what the like? Yeah. So
0: once working? you know that it's sustainable, you
1: should
0: you gotta take off those training wheels, man. Right. So for me, I know that initially, like the first few months of during because we went into into quarantine in like March. March uh, was it was it oh uh, nine, was it nineteen? Twenty uh, nineteen. I want to say twenty. I want to say twenty. Yeah. You sure? Yeah, I think so. Because I,
1: I, I remember that's when me and my, that's when I was in.
0: I think, you're, I right. At, I think yeah. you're right. I think you're right. Twenty twenty. Yeah, I think it was twenty. So we went into COVID or into quarantine March.
1: Mm-hmm. I think It was twenty twenty. Yeah, just,
0: Yeah. Remember. Yeah. It was. Um, I was still working with the other guy. So I began working with this dude. March. I'm sorry. Not March. June.
1: Of twenty twenty
0: June, okay. so between June and October, okay, we brought in about five hundred grand.
1: That's crazy. So that's the business you brought to half a million was the Amazon. I mean, to the Shopify, Shopify automation. automation. Yeah, that's crazy. That's so, crazy. so I, did you quit? Like, I I,
0: a, I left my job in September. So before I even left my job, I was bringing in like thirty grand a month.
1: That's crazy. Like, work, so, so when you were there and you were making that much money, was did your mindset change? Like, nah, fuck y'all. Tasha, or, or were you still, like, working hard?
0: <laughs> yeah, okay, good question. <laughs> so, my thing is, I'm a man of my word. If I tell you that I'm going to do something, I genuinely mean I'm going to do it. Okay. So, with this company, the reason why I left, right, it's not that I needed their money. Because mm-hmm. what... What they paid me was chunk change compared mm-hmm. to what I was making. And yeah, like I would tell my coworkers, like, yo, like I just made this week. Bro, why the fuck are you here? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, bro, my department was made of me and one other guy. Just us two. That's it. And we were so efficient with our jobs that they gave us other departments jobs to do.
1: That's crazy, okay. So
0: I knew that if I left. He'd be screwed. Yeah. Maybe not for a long time, but for a while. Right. Yeah. Because with my job, we we were trained to deal with Fidelity, Charles Schwab, uh, TD, Pershing, all these big brokers, and it takes time for you to understand the process, how each of them are different, who to call, right, yeah. how the platforms work. I mean, three to four months to to even get trained on that. Right. So if I just left, they'd be screwed, and mm-hmm. I and I'm not that kind of guy. Right, yeah. Alright, so I said, guys, look, I'm going to go for my CFP. I'm, I think my exam was, like, September 24th. I'm like, I, I, I'm going to put in a day off to go take the exam, and I'm putting in my two weeks. So you
1: still were trying to get the exam, even though you were making all of that money?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Right, because right. for me, that. it was a personal accomplishment. Okay. And then that's where the shit hit the fan with them. Like, oh, Rich, well, we need two weeks. I'm like, I'm giving you 10 days.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, technically. You wouldn't give me this if it was Right. Like I'm like, I right. yeah. would have to give
0: you shit. Yeah. I could work out right now. Right. Right. I, out of courtesy, I'm giving you ten, ten, days. 10 days. Well, Rich, you're supposed to do 14. I'm like, well, you have 10. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to tell you. I'm yeah. not in 10. Yeah. Because we had already, I had already booked a trip for my family. For for October, so I was like, "Look, I'm out, regardless, man. So either I walk out now or I walk out in ten days." Mm-hmm. So they were like, oh, all, "All right, fine." And he was fucking pissed. Like he was acting towards me like if I was like filing for divorce. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, "All right." So shit got real, real funny. At like once I put in my two weeks, like they mm-hmm. got really funny, and I remember. Even through text, man, like, oh, Rich, if you're going to put in your two weeks, you can't take a day off within that time. I'm like, my test is already scheduled. I've already paid over $2,000 for material and, and, and to sit down. Well, if you don't think that you're going to pass it, it doesn't make sense to uh, take it. That's not your call to make.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm taking this day off. Yeah. Oh, well, then we feel like today should be your last day. That's fine. That is Perfectly fucking fine. Yeah. So that was on a Friday. So I put in my two weeks on a Tuesday. They bitch because I didn't give them 14 days. Right. And then three days later, they wouldn't let me go. <sighs> I'm like, yeah, salty, but it's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all good, right? So I left, and that's when the real money started to come in, bro. Okay. That's when So, th- you so flourished, right? Now. Oh, dude. So, yeah. so. So prior to me leaving IFP, I was bringing in again 25, 30 tops. Mm -hmm. But when I left, that's when we broke the six figures in a month, the 80,000, 100 grand a month. That's
1: crazy.
0: (laughs) Now, what happened? Right? Because everything that goes up must come down, Davy. It must come
1: down. I don't know. It was already in COVID at this time.
0: Yeah, but it was kind of towards, like, we were no longer in, like, quarantine, though. Right,
1: right. So,
0: like, October, November, Facebook changed their whole oh, algorithm. yeah, 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 Yo, the whole
1: algorithm. I heard about that. I wasn't in the space
0: at the time. That wow, year. we were fucking neck deep in that space. And I wasn't the Facebook guy. My my partner was. And he tried, man. Like, he tried to figure out this Facebook algorithm and clients were paying for ads. The ads weren't converting. They were pissed at me. They were pissed at him. And we're like, look, guys, let's just pause all the fucking ads for now. Let's just pause everything for now. And let's figure out how to monetize these ads. Because when Facebook puts out a new algorithm, it's not like they have, like, a mass training. Mm-hmm. You got to figure it out all over again.
1: So none of this was organic at all. Like, almost, like... Probably
0: 90% of the money at least was coming from a Facebook ad. I'd say like 98. Oh, okay. Shit, okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. And like, because these stores were niche stores, right? they weren't brand stores. They were niche stores. So they were mm-hmm. like camping stores, this, this, and that. Okay. You know, so he tried to wrap his his head around this new Facebook algorithm, but it, it he, he he just couldn't.
1: Mm-hmm. He couldn't.
0: So people began, you know, arguing and threatening to sue him and this and that. There was never any malicious intent towards mm. it. But I knew that if we're not going to get customers the results that we promised,
1: I can't sell this shit. Right, yeah. we were talking about that. Yeah, we I refuse to
0: sell. I don't give a fuck how much money there is on the table. At the end of the day, I have to be able to sleep with myself
1: there's a lot of scumbags who will do it you
0: know what i'm saying a lot of bro i know some of them by (laughs) name and i ain't gonna call them out but it's all good because that's them that's not me
1: right yeah
0: so i said look man we've done well we could do well but we can't do shit if this don't get fixed Mm -hmm. and he hired some people to train him and coach him it never got fixed so i'm like bro this it's been real we can't figure this out. It's it's time to move on. Yeah. So once the Facebook algorithm changed, mm-hmm. the ads weren't performing. I mean, of course, the people like didn't believe it, right? Right. Like, yeah. And, of and they still were coming <laughs> after me for it, and I said, look, hate me, believe me, it's up to you. That was never the intention of any of this. Right. And some clients made their money, you know, and and some are some some were actually happy with it, mm-hmm. but some that. Came in later, it's just, and we actually created extra, like different services that were not based on Facebook ads so that we can give them a, a different way of making money. And we, Shopify? it was, um, no, it was, we, what was he doing? Um, he was trying to do affiliate marketing, okay, and he was trying to do. There was a few other programs that he like came up with. This was over a year ago now, like a year and a half ago. Okay. So he was trying to make amends. He was coming up with new services, mm-hmm. charging them nothing, right, because they had paid for the Shopify. Right. And he said, hey, look, we're not bad guys. Mm-hmm. Like, the algorithm changed. The Facebook ads were the were the core of the entire business. Like a lot of people. A lot of people's businesses <laughs> got messed up. And they, it's like – as a customer, you never want to take any accountability for anything. Mm-hmm. It's always easier to point the finger. And we understood that. So we tried to make it right. But they, they, they didn't want to hear that either. Okay. You feel me? So I was like, look, man. Like, I'm here with you to figure this out. Like, I don't mind staying up and coming up with new ideas, new ways to, to, to do right by these customers. But it's like everything that he came up with it just wasn't good enough for them
1: right
0: you know so i know that a few of them kind of went the legal route you know that never kind of got anywhere but it's just it, it was something so so great that just ended so bad right you know um and since then i said well you know what i know me and i know my ethics and my moral compass and i know what i'm willing to do for my customers and i know that I don't know anybody in my circle that's willing to do what I'm willing to do for my customers. If you go into any of my Airbnb accounts and you read the comments, Mm -hmm. they don't talk about the house. They don't talk about the property. They don't talk about the price. They all talk about me. Right. Because you will deliver the experience.
1: So out of that experience, what do you think, what would you say was the biggest takeaway from that whole Shopify process? What would you say was your biggest takeaway?
0: If I, if I can't control the process, I'm not selling it. Okay. All right. Right, because now I'm, I'm putting my name on somebody else's work and I don't dictate the quality of their work. They do. Okay. So when you say the process, you're not
1: talking about like, I know most people say like, I, they like real estate if they can touch it. You don't mean in that way. You just mean like having full control over what goes on um, in right. the situation. Oh. Because
0: if I refer you this client, right, mm-hmm. and I tell this client, uh, oh, this guy's going to take care of you. He'll do A, B, and C because you told me that right. you're, you're going to do A, B, and C yeah. for this client. <laughs> I'm the motherfucking messenger.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: so if you're going to make me look bad, why should I trust you?
1: Right. Yeah.
0: You know, and I know that it was never intentional, Mm -hmm. but it was what it was. And you can't change it. And I can't change it. Right. And I can't give them all their money back because, like, we had other people. Like, like we had staff to pay. We had merchant processing fees. We have to pay rent for the office space. We had our own ads to run. Mm -hmm. Our our leads guy got a cut too. So like. Just because we made 100 grand doesn't mean that we kept 100 grand. Right, yeah. Like, there was other people to pay out. Like, I had employees that I was paying out of, of my pocket. Right. Right? So, they didn't want to hear that. Yeah, and right. I own an S Corp. So, legally, as an S Corp, you, you, you have to give yourself a reasonable salary. Right, yeah. Right? right? So, like, you can't have an S Corp and then just leave the money there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? And so, my comment said, Rich, if you own an S Corp, give yourself a reasonable Salary. I'm like, okay, which is he recommended half. I'm like, that's a little steep, man. Yeah. He goes half. I'm like, I'm like, you're the CPA, man. I pay you to guide me, so I'm gonna take your word on it. So all the money wasn't there to even give all their fucking money back. Right. So that's why we said, look, let's 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 create a new service, offer it to him. My lesson was, I didn't control any of the Shopify shit. Mm-hmm. I was the broker. Right, I was the one saying, "If you want Amazon, go to that guy. You yeah. want to Shopify, you go to this guy." Okay. okay. Yeah. Right. So, I had control of nothing, and that was a mistake that I made.
1: Okay.
0: So now, with all my businesses, if I can't control the process, the decision-making process, I'm not in the business.
1: And in this time, did you get the CFP? Is that what it was?
0: I failed the exam. Oh shit! Okay. Twice. Okay. Twice, bro. <laughs> Twice. Dang. And it sucked. It sucked, man. Because um, the first time around, I know that things weren't really good at home either. Yeah. I was sleeping on a couch for like a year and a half. Yeah. Um, I gave my girl the bed, you know, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so I bought this futon, but the futon was hard as hell. Yeah. So I took the cushions from the couch and put it on the futon. But then... You know, so you like you put two full two full tons in place, but then like that middle like has a gap. Yeah. So like my <laughs> butt was sticking like into that gap. So I had to take like comforters and put it like use the comforter as like a bed sheet for the cushions. Right. Yeah. And then I would sleep on that. Okay. And I did that for like the better half of like a well like a year and a half. I did that, and it was during that time that I was studying for the CFP. okay. Right. So, um, well, the second time. The first time I was still doing the e-commerce. I was working at IFP. I bought a puppy. The puppy was shitting everywhere. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, yo, like, I, like the amount of time that I had to really focus yeah, just wasn't was there. Like there yeah. And then like the night before the exam, I got like two hours of sleep. Okay. Like I, I came out of that knowing I failed.
1: Right.
0: The second time, it went better. It went better the second time around, but just not enough. And it's been a while since then. I think it's been a good, like, a year and a half since then. And I think I'm going to give it a shot again.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Even with all the stuff you got going on now?
0: Yeah. Because for me, it's a, so the personal, so the, the certification that I have to be a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I didn't pass it the first time either. Right. I am not a test taker, my man. Like, it's just yeah. not in my natural yeah. skill sets. So... I failed it. I still was training people because the content was there. The only difference was the, the memorization of it. Mm-hmm. So after I moved to Tampa, I stopped training people. I took the test again, Best. and I passed it okay. with like an eighty nine or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I didn't pass it to be a trainer. I passed it because I needed to check that off my bucket list.
1: Right.
0: So with the CFP, same thing. Same thing. I and people like, oh, Rich, you know, you don't have to do it because you're making money. It ain't about the money. It's about finishing what you start.
1: All right. Okay.
0: And I put five months into it, a few grand into it. I sacrificed the weekends with my kids and the family to be, you know, in, in a class. I'm one test away from being a, a certified financial planner. And not saying that I'm going to go work in the field. All right. But we're like, well, then which... It's added credentials, though. It's added credentials. Yeah. I could be sitting here as a CFP.
1: Mm-hmm. And a- you can up the prices of what you have already. or uh,
0: whatever I do. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so, yeah. I'm not doing it for the money, but it's just... It's something that... I'm, I'm the kind of guy where if I start something and I don't finish it, it weighs on my shoulders.
1: Right, yeah. I understand that, for sure.
0: So, even, like, even if I pass it, I'm probably not going to use it. Mm-hmm. But it's something that I set out to do, and now I've got to finish it.
1: Okay. So, in all of this... So after all of that happening with the uh, Shopify situation, where did real estate and Project Hope come in?
0: That's a story, bro. <laughs> okay. <laughs> run it through, run it through. <laughs> you know what, um, no, and, and I'll be honest, man. So like, I don't know if, if, if it's karma, if it was just, you know, just a, a rough year. But things, things after that, man, it got bad for the both of us. It got real bad. You know, um, I bought a house f- for my 30th birthday. I, I bought me a house. So uh, right before I turned 31, so like January 2020, that first week of January, I, I bought me a house, moved into it. But it's just, man, no matter what projects I picked up, man, nothing was going well. like yeah. It, was, it, it Like, it was a rough, rough, rough year. And I'm like, yo, like, what am I doing wrong? Like, do I deserve this because of what happened? Yeah. You know, is it my lack of work ethic maybe? Maybe I'm working out too much. Yeah, it's and not
1: I, a question. Yeah. Saying,
0: yeah. I'm like, yo, like, where am I falling short, man? But last year was a mentally difficult year. So it got to a point where I'm like, all right, well, I, I got to provide for the family. Mm-hmm. Regardless. I'm like, I I bought this house with all intentions of Airbnb, uh, putting it on an air, on on Airbnb. It was never meant to be my forever home. I said, yo, we're going to live here for a year. are going to rock out, have fun, enjoy the pool, the hot tub, all the amenities, Airbnb it, and we out. That was the plan. Okay. The difference was that I was doing it now out of necessity, mm. right, which is very different. Yeah. So I said, all right, well, guys, you know what? Times are rough. Let's just put the house up on an on Airbnb and see what the fuck happens. Dude, the same day that I listed it, I I, I got booked out for like the whole month of January. I was like, oh shit, wait. This shit, wait, wait, guys. Yo, I think I'm onto something. I'm like, yo, everybody pack your shit. (laughs) We out. Bro, so we just started, you know, we we just cleaned up the house. Like my family, you know, like they came over. Like they they helped. We took good pictures and all that. Uh, In two weeks, man, I refurnished the entire house. And I dip, I dip. And by the end of January, I was booked out for the whole year. On Airbnb? On Airbnb, bro. That's crazy. In six, in six weeks, I qualified to be a super host already. After my first day on Airbnb.
1: So did you think at any point in time, like, because I know there's a battle that I see on, because I'm, my, my, I would say one of my dreams is to be in real estate like okay. being in real estate yeah. so i study it all the time and i see the battle that most people that's in the airbnb have is should i do airbnb or should i do long-term rentals at any time did you have that in your mind like would i am i gonna do long-term rentals or airbnb or was it automatically like i like airbnb models?
0: well i mean at the time i didn't have the money to do anything that, that was commercial. I okay. didn't have money to buy multi-families, not duplexes, right?
1: But I'm saying your house, like your specific house.
0: Yeah, so my specific house, I knew that if I rented it, I'd get 3,500 bucks a month for it, okay. right? My mortgage was 1,600. Okay. about a thousand dollars net profit a month yeah. which for a long term lease is amazing
1: yeah
0: right the, right. Like, the average like short term like renter will get anywhere from two to five hundred dollars a month net profit per door mm-hmm. I'm like that's not enough like that's not enough for us right so I said look let's try out this Airbnb process let's see what it does what it does for us and I listed the house for like two hundred five. I'm like based on 205. I did my number. This house could bring in 6k. It'll pay for all its own. Like a night, right?
1: 205 or Yeah. You're dancing, okay?
0: So based on the math of 205, it made sense. Mm-hmm. It'll cover the expenses for the entire house plus my personal expenses, and like we'd be good. Um, I put it for 205. Bro, just booked, booked, booked. I was getting like six bookings a day.
1: That's
0: crazy. A day, bro. Man. I'm like, wait, this is. I'm like <laughs> mean, yeah, wait, 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 wait. This is too cheap. Hold up. Two fifteen. I was getting like two three a day. So less. I was still getting more bookings than the average Airbnb would get. Put it to two twenty five. Now I was getting like one booking, two bookings a week. Right? But I was already booked out for the summer. Right. So people were not booking out for like November, December at this point, at two at two twenty five. I mean, okay, so this is my sweet spot right here. Now technically like if you if you use all the like all the websites for analytics out there for Airbnb, mm-hmm. I could have charged 245, 250, 275. Right. Now here's my advice to anybody going into the Airbnb space. You can take one of two approaches. And a lot of the gurus pick this way. I know myself as an investor. Fuck that. Right. I want this Yeah. so the difference is they say look maximize your profits even if that means less bookings
1: mm-hmm. knowing me like, and
0: my psychology yeah. and how I want my money made if I can make less money right in theory make a thousand dollars less a month but know that I'm booked out for the whole year
1: yeah your, your psyche is in chill mode
0: I'm in chill mode. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know my checks are good for the whole year. That's crazy. So, okay. it, if that peace of mind is going to cost me a thousand bucks a month, take it. Yeah. I'll happily pay the thousand bucks. Yeah. That makes sense. So, cool. like a buddy of mine, you know, he and I are like good friends, like we're partners now on some of the uh, Airbnbs. He goes, Rich, you're too cheap. I'm like, maybe I am. But what you don't understand is, that my beat going too cheap, it brought me peace I'm of mind. Up. <laughs> yeah. Peace of mind, bro. You're up. Like, I'm booked out till March of next year right now. Right now. Right now. That's crazy. I'm not worried about money, bro. Yeah. Like, we're good.
1: Yeah, you fresh too. <laughs> I
0: appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. if it means that I'm gonna make less up front, right. but the peace of mind is there, mm-hmm. that shit is priceless fucking priceless, bro. Yeah. So that's why I say, gurus say this, a man in my position would rather do this. Right. Now, if you're the kind of person where you want to worry month in and month out, oh, I only have one booking, I only got three, I only have 20 percent occupancy, I don't want that shit. Right. I have enough problems. I don't need Airbnb problems. Yeah. <laughs> right. So that's, so that's how I kind of caught on to Airbnb. Okay. I just kind of like stumbled into success. mm mm-hmm. I doubled down on it though. I improved my property. I automated everything in my house is automated. I I upgraded a, a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. My my guests love me. They love me. Right. But not, to experience. Yeah, but not because I'm charming. Because I'm present. Mm-hmm. You know. So last night, I have in uh my hot tub is, is like automated, so I control it through the app your hot tub my hot tub yeah okay so is that the one out here
1: out in this area that i seen on instagram no
0: so that one we're gonna close on that one at the end of this month okay uh, but it's actually like 10 minutes away bro it's a beautiful property yeah
1: he's a hustler y'all yeah, so i gotta double check You're
0: so right? but about <laughs> no, the one on in riverview um that one has an automated ha- ha- has a remote controlled hot tub mm-hmm. and they're like hey hey, rich like we're gonna pay extra f- for the hot tub can you turn it on I'm like yeah sure, of course i, I got you but the app's not connecting, bro, bro. And I'm taking, I'm resetting the internet, unplugging it, plugging it back in, Erasing the app, re-downloading it. And nothing is working. I'm like, yo, guys, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna come over. Pulled up in my Crocs and shorts. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, I don't know what's going on, but I'm. We about to fix this. Yeah. yeah. So I started quote, I began to call my my pool guy. I'm like, yo, what, like, what's going on with this, bro? Like, I paid six grand for this system. Mm-hmm. Just for the automation. System one was six K. I'm like yo, like this, right. w- like like this. This system is three months old. It's costing me money again. Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, I'll do this, do this, do that. Did everything, bro. Nothing worked. And they go, rich. It's okay. Like it's not that big of an issue. It is an issue. Right. When you guys pay me for something, I'm gonna give you the fucking best that I have to give you.
1: This, hey.
0: The best. Right. Like so that you know that when i walk out of here you can never say oh rich never tried yeah you, like there's nobody bro that can say that shit.
1: experience you're giving the that experience yes. what you, you promised
0: that i promised and i showed the fuck up right you know so i left I and mean, the guys i'm so sorry i'll give you a refund you know this and that and i'm sitting in the car about to leave i'm like nah i'm gonna try one more thing go back into the house i'm unscrewing shit in the walls turning off modems <laughs> just doing mad shit bro my pool guy couldn't figure it out. I couldn't figure it out. I'm mean, like, look guys, I'm sorry. I buy you guys some beer, a, a bottle of wine, just something to compensate for the inconvenience. And the they go rich, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. To me it is. Because yeah. I care about my guests.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I assume that every guest is me. Right. And I have high standards. Yeah, what you would care about. Right? I would I would absolutely care about <laughs> yeah, that like, shit. Well, well, so so like if I'm paying for it, I expect it to work. And I treat my guests the same way that I expect to be treated. Mm -hmm. So maybe some of them have lower standards, you know. So when I treat them how I expect to be treated, to them it's high. Mm -hmm. But I will never treat my guests worse than I would expect to be treated. Right. And they appreciate me for that because they see the effort. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So that's a prime example, man. Like I stumbled into it, but I'm perfecting the craft. Right. So now I'm going all in on Airbnbs. Yeah,
1: so did you take like just profits from one and poured it into the next one and poured it into the next one like this that? and, and just basically built a company off of it, built so, project up around
0: it? You know that first property that I told you I bought for my 30th birthday, right? Mm-hmm. So I bought that house for 280. Okay. Right before the market went crazy. Well, the market was, was kind of going crazy at that time. Mm-hmm. It was a time where the house would list and people would buy it before even looking at it. Okay. So my realtor and I were looking at this house. We're making a, like an appointment. On the way to see it, like it just got snatched up. Why? It has a sunset view. It's a lakeside house, hot tub pool, a, a, like the nine, four bedroom, two bathroom. Mm-hmm. It's a cozy little spot, right? It's not mansion-like, <laughs> right? Like It's not like a, this... Just grand entrance, but it's a cozy like little spot. Right. Going for two eighty. I'm like, fuck. And
1: that's good for all that you just learned too. Like Yeah, to yeah right? I was yeah. Like, what two eighty? Yeah, I was So it
0: too. when I was looking for the house, bro, like every hour I was checking. MLS and Zillow. Every hour, refresh, 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 the house came back on the market. So I called my realtor, I was like, yo, Jess, make an offer. Rich, but you haven't seen it. Fuck seeing, seeing it. it. Yeah, like, Place the yeah, offer. Right. She goes, you got it. Takes the offer, locked it in, went to go see it, trashed. But it's cool, though, because the value was always in the yard. It wasn't in the inside of the house.
1: Yeah. I mean, from everything that you just named, it was worth it. it, yeah. Was worth
0: it. yeah. So bought it, closed like a week before my birthday because I turned 30 January 18th. I closed it on the 15th. Okay. or the 12th i think it was so pop the bottle whatever and then we started doing you know i redid the floors painted the outside painted the inside did it like it, you know just putting money into this shit mm-hmm. but i bought it for 280. The house is now worth five. Oh yeah the, mar- yeah, the, the market, market, market kept going crazy yeah so this is what i tell all these like look like, i love grant I love a lot of what these guys do. He's my boy, yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. And, and and he's the goat. Right, yeah. But people need to understand that when Grant talks about real estate, he's talking at a different yeah, his level.
1: Yeah, that's at a different
0: I... level of the game. Right. You feel me? It's like if you're talking like I was gonna compare it to bodybuilding, but it doesn't really compare. Well, to an extent, right. Because even in bodybuilding, before you start doing certain exercises, you have to go through the fundamentals. Right. Right? It's like you can't just slap on 245 and just start squatting yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or benching. Yeah. yeah. Same shit applies, right? Yeah. You need to go through the learning curve. Mm-hmm. So, with people that own real estate, they're like, oh, I'm going to sell this. I'm going to take the money. I'm going to put it into that. And then I'm going to flip that. Yeah. Like, bro, you don't even know what the fuck you're doing yet. Yeah. Relax. Just take that equity out. What do you mean take the equity out? Right. You don't have to sell the property yeah. to take, take the, the profits out. Yeah. Yeah, Never sell property.
1: <laughs> right.
0: I think Grant Cardone sold one property in his entire career Yeah. and he regrets it.
1: Yeah, he said, he, he's like, well, I regret everything. He had an interview with Max Max. Yes. Bell, and he was like, I regret everything I have ever sold, no matter what it was. Right. Not, not even just real But estate.
0: he sold it because he needed the equity on it right. to buy a bigger building. Right. So that's why he did it. But for the most part, if you, could, if you have equity, do not sell real estate. Yeah, they say rich
1: people sell. Rich, I said millionaires sell. Billionaires don't sell anything. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah <'cause, they're>, well, <laughs>
0: guess what? I ain't selling. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and and I've had people like like make me offers. Like, hey, rich, I came across your house and Like we we want to make you a, a cash offer, bro. You keep your cash. I'm good.
1: Even with the half a million dollar house, it's like I'm good. Right. That that takes some I mean, I I I would do the same thing you do, but where you telling the story, it I'm with you telling the story and me putting myself in your shoes, it's like, but that's half a million dollars though. You know what I'm saying? But but I would do the same thing that you okay, talking but, about. Okay, but
0: but but is it is it really half a million Because you sell the house for five, right?
1: Closing costs.
0: You got a check for Closing half a million dollars, right? right. You still gotta pay the mortgage off on that shit.
1: Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Right? Yeah. So boom, 250 is gone. Now you yeah. only got 250. This cash is yours. That's yours.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? Now you got 250. What can you do with the two fifty? Right. You can buy multiple properties, so on and so forth.
1: But you could have did that just by taking the equity out. Exactly. Yeah. And keeping the property.
0: And keeping the property. Yeah. So you <laughs> you could still have your cake and eat it too. Yeah. Right? right. So just keep the property, take the equity out. And you could do the same shit had you sold it, paid off the mortgage.
1: Yeah, over and over. Again.
0: So just keep doing that exactly, and then that house will eventually reappreciate, and you could rinse and repeat it, or just keep the appreciation for your portfolio.
1: Okay. So I got this last question about real estate on the real estate deal, and then we can get into the 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 juicy stuff. Yeah, the juicy stuff. Um, are you scared about? this recent deal that came out in Atlanta where they're stopping, mm-hmm. have you seen it?
0: Yeah, they, do you think yeah.
1: spill over into Florida.
0: And I, so, Cali just did the same thing, by the way. Yeah. Cali did the same thing.
1: So, they did it already? Yeah. Oh, okay, shit, I thought it was going.
0: That's a good question, man. So, here's, here's, here's my take on that. As entrepreneurs, we have to learn to adapt. Mm-hmm. The cities, the laws, policies change. We're survivors. Right. We adapt. It's possible. Okay, they do it. And that's only if you have more than, let's say, 10.
1: Oh, okay. I didn't
0: know that. Well, I mean, hypothetically, let's say it's 10, right? Okay. Or let's say it's no more than three. You keep your three best Airbnbs. The others, you either do long-term rentals or something that's relatively getting more popular now is corporate leasing. Lending
1: lending your, leasing your home, personal home, I mean, residential home out to corporate clients, corporate lease. Okay. I never heard of that before.
0: Gems, bro. (laughs) Gems. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So it's something that my group and I, we're looking into as a backup. Because typically the backup to Airbnb is because anytime that I go into a business, mm-hmm. I say, "What if this business goes bankrupt? What if it pulls a blockbuster? Right? Yeah. Um, we need to have a, a backup. So we always picked Airbnbs in high demand areas, right? Um, and we would tailor the property based onto the market that would travel to that destination." Mm-hmm. But then the backup was, if Airbnb fails, they get a lawsuit, they go bankrupt, which is highly unlikely, but still possible,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we can still survive by converting that into a long-term lease. Okay. That, like, that was the play. And, yeah, not as profitable, but sustainable.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And if you can be sustainable in any kind of business, you can keep your head above water long enough to figure something else out.
1: So I need to get into the game for this app. <laughs> yeah dude i mean
0: because airbnb is getting more competitive by the month if not by the day right like everybody's trying to get onto it mm-hmm. and the people that are in it big they're like hedge funds but for airbnb's they're just buying up houses all over the country yeah, man yeah, yeah. you know what i'm saying so it's like people talk to me oh rich i i i, I gotta get into it you late already yeah. what you waiting for yeah A red carpet with some rose petals. It's just
1: like a market, like when everybody gets all like hype about what's going on in the market, Bitcoin or the craziest stock at the time, that's when you're supposed to be kind of like pulling back a little bit. So
0: so my group and I, so this property that we just picked up here in Sephner, right? Like Mm -hmm. 10 minutes from here, amazing property. So just to kind of give you some perspective on that, the average return on real Mm -hmm. estate Seven to ten percent cap. Okay. Right. If if you can find fifteen percent cap or ten to fifteen percent cap on any real estate deal, investors will hop on that quick. Right. Okay. Right, because it's a good return. It's mm-hmm. almost double the average. Mm-hmm. The cap rate on my Airbnbs are forty percent.
1: That's crazy.
0: I'm sorry. The. So, not the cap. I'm going to restart that okay. because I used the, the wrong terminology. It's cash on cash return. Okay. So, for most, for most properties, a decent cash on cash return is anywhere from like 7 to 10%. Okay. So, cash on cash is if I put in $100,000 cash right. into this deal. How much of that am I going to make back in year one? Okay. Right? So if I put in $10,000, a 7% cash on cash means that the first year you get $7,000. Right. So on and so forth. The cash on cash on my Airbnbs are 44%. 40. Okay. Cash on cash return. Right. Meaning in two years, in about two years, you get to get all your cash back. You break even.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: You know what I'm saying? So yeah. the numbers are there. Yeah. The numbers are there. So it's like, yeah, you can go the traditional route, but it takes too long to make your money back. All right. With Airbnbs, at least with my Airbnbs, this, right. I know there's people that struggle with their Airbnbs. And a lot of that is due to just lack of knowledge, lack, you know, lack of information. And it's out there. Yeah. And I train it. I'm just not a guy that sells courses. I would never sell a course. Because by the time that I sell you a course, the market's somewhere else already.
1: Yeah, and now people are looking at you crazy like... Like, you <laughs> sold me something that doesn't even work. We're blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you know what
0: I'm saying? So, I don't do courses. But I do teach and, and, I, and I do mentor. Mm-hmm. Especially now with Airbnbs. You know, like, I just picked up some properties to manage um, overseas. And the first 24 hours booking it, she had, she had one booking for the month of July. Within 24 hours, she brought in $1,000. Yeah, yeah, I was
1: bookings. saying you got some in, uh, in uh, Dominican Republic, Yeah, hmm
0: so that's my cousin's wife. Okay. Her, her first page views, or her first page results, went up by 55% the first month.
1: So she's And that's on that Cash on Cash you were talking about? No, so,
0: so think of Airbnb kind of like Google, when people search for a property, does yours come up in the first page?
1: Okay. Okay, I understand. Okay. Right.
0: So, once I took over her, her her account, she was in the first page fifty five percent more than she was the previous months.
1: Is this due to ad, do y'all do you guys do ads and stuff like? It, that? It, so. Like so
0: ads? No. So we don't do any kind of advertising. Okay. I I, I don't do any Dang, advertising. That's
1: crazy. So no advertising. You still getting?
0: No, at zero dollars in advertisement. Dang. But you optimize the page you optimize the page yeah seo well even seo for airbnb doesn't really work oh okay but there's certain things that facebook that airbnb is looking for and if you have you know this this and this you're optimizing it for airbnb yeah so we do it so i do the service called airbnb optimization okay where we look at the page if i if, if i have to send a photographer out which nine and a half out of 10 times I do. Mm-hmm. I send them a photographer, we optimize the imagery, we optimize your bio, your title, we look at all the amenities, what's missing, what can we add, the more amenities, the higher you are gonna be ranked. Okay. Right, and then they factor in pricing, discounts, book, there's a, there's a lot that goes into it. But we optimize her page. Okay. She was kinda of skeptical, of, well, she, like any Airbnb owner will, is hesitant to give control to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And as a homeowner, I get it. Yeah. But so she was like, oh, oh. like, give me the fucking keys. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. In the first month she was like like pulling teeth at first. But now she's happy. Yeah. She's goes like all right, which like you got this. You got this. So Airbnb is becoming very competitive. There's people that struggle with it. The average income for Airbnb is about twenty four hundred bucks a month. Two thousand five hundred bucks a month I believe. Okay. Each one of my properties is, is bringing in about 7000 seven to, seven to 9000 a month. Oh, shit. So there's money in Airbnb. If you know but what you're doing. If you have the knowledge. You have to put in the work. I knowledge mean,
1: is always the key. That's why I push yeah. with trillion, I push mental growth first.
0: Look, man. Like, entrepreneurship. Like, my partner, Phil, and I, we've invested probably over $8,000 in just Airbnb coaching. Mm-hmm. So when people say, well, Rich, you charge for this? I paid for this. To you.
1: Like, you charge, you pay over 8000 for your personal education. Yes, that's to learn you know. the Airbnb yeah, yeah, game. Yeah, that's what it takes.
0: So when people say, oh, why, why do you charge for that? Do it yourself for free if you want.
1: Yeah, like, people don't understand that the price of something is due to the accumulated knowledge and time that you put in. Yes. Yeah, to, it's not because it's like... You know, it's this cheap type deal. You know what I'm yeah. or, or it's just, I just made up a price. Or I just one that
0: just woke up and I just had the knowledge. I, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. No, it takes time. It, in the guy it takes in the money. Prime. Yeah, it takes yeah. equity. Right? So, like, I have, you know, and I'm not going to say no names, but I know people that when I tell them, oh, I charge 20% for Airbnb, like management, which management isn't really something that I even like, want to get into. It's not worth the money. Okay. They were like, oh, 20%, I don't know, man. That's going to happen. I'm like, yo, no sweat. Good luck. Good luck, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but but that's what it is. And then when they come back to you, now it's thirty percent. Oh, but it was twenty. That was two months ago. That it was twenty percent. Now it's thirty percent. Like Fadu says, yesterday's prices is (laughs) not today's prices. The price has done change, bro.
1: Yeah, people don't realize, bro. Business is like 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 it's it's business. Why? Because
0: I am now better, more efficient. Than I was two months ago. Right. Yeah. I'm not going to give you the same price.
1: Not even the same person.
0: If you didn't <laughs> yes, give me the opportunity when I needed it, this is not the time to be asking for discounts. I gave you a discount two months ago yeah. and you said no. Right. And I got better. So why would I charge you the same rate if now I'm twice as good? Yeah.
1: That's what's up. That's, that makes sense. Complete and
0: sense. it's going to come. It's coming. Yeah. And I don't know how they're going to act about it. That's not my problem. Yeah. Yeah. The
1: same thing I got to say to anybody about Trillin. No. Dude, because
0: it's not personal, right? It's like we take time for my families to, to, to hone our craft. Right. To get better at it. And for somebody to ask for a discount is nothing less than disrespect. Yeah. Because I know them and I would never ask them for a discount. Yeah. Out of respect for the craft.
1: Especially friends and family. Especially friends and like, family. if you're my friend, I'm I'm going a, I'm to a buy what you have if it's worth it and throw into it. You know what well, I'm Well, that's, that's
0: what a friend is supposed to not do. Not a discount. You know right. what I'm So, the thing is, like, it's not personal, my man. Like, when I needed to build up my, my, my clientele, I was willing to charge less because I didn't have the experience that I have now. Right. But now that I have the experience, you don't get the same price of, of a novice Airbnb investor when he's become an expert right you, now now you're paying for the extra knowledge that, the extra knowledge that he's acquired. Yeah. you should have been smart and jumped in first and locked in your rate at twenty percent right it's like going to, to, to a Elon when Tesla's at nine hundred dollars, hey yo Elon, you think that I can buy your stock." At last year's prices <laughs> yeah. yeah good luck with that bud good luck with that that's not gonna happen yeah so with guys like us we're not elon but nonetheless we're still putting in time mm. and work and sacrificing
1: yeah most
0: definitely so that's there so people are gonna have to respect the prices
1: okay so what would you do for anyone that would like to start airbnb and learn what you learn
0: yeah so so right now well we just launched uh it was two programs Initially, they both sold out. So one was um, Airbnb like arbitrage. It's not a model that I, w- that I would continue doing. Um, there's just a lot of variables in it that we don't control. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, if we don't control it, I'm not comfortable selling it. Right. So that's something that did sell out. Uh, we are no longer going to offer that just yet. But what we're doing is it's called uh, the Airbnb Investor Program, where we pretty much take somebody that's looking to start with with Airbnbs, And we we take them through the entire process from finding a good market, finding property in that market. I connect them with realtors, with mortgage officers in that area. Then we help them close on that property. Everything is under their name. They're full owners of it. So once they close, that's phase one. It's market research, property acquisition. That's phase one. Phase two, Is the Airbnb phase right? Where okay, now that you got the property, now I'm gonna bring in my designer, I'm gonna bring in my my photographer, my Airbnb team, and we're gonna pretty much stage, design, build your whole Airbnb listing, your VRBO, your Booking.com, and we're gonna set you up from success from the beginning.
1: So it's like done for you, Airbnb. Everything is done for you. (laughs) That's what's up.
0: So the only thing that you have to do is phase one. Because you are buying the property under your name. Right. right? I know that before me, a lot of guys were doing Airbnb automation.
1: Yeah, I heard that.
0: So Mm -hmm. the thing with Airbnb automation, and again, I always put my customers first. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I would rather me make less money and make sure that my clients make more money. Because you take care of your clients and more will always come. Right, yeah. So with Airbnb automation, what they would do is they would take 30 from you, 30 from Bob, 30 from Janet, right? And they would collectively either do arbitrage with your money mm-hmm. and they would, or they would buy a property under their LLC name and then give you dividends.
1: Oh, okay. Kind of right. like holding a stock and they would pay you off. They
0: right. monthly or quarterly. Right, but if you do the math, man. So they, they were charging 40K a pop. If I'm giving you 2K a month, you gave me 40K. Yeah, you could get your money back in two years. To me, as an investor, I wouldn't buy that. Right. So why would I sell something that I wouldn't buy myself? It doesn't make any sense. Right. Yeah. But these kids are willing to sell whatever it takes to make a quick buck. Mm-hmm. And that's the issue with the modern un- entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. They want quick money regardless of the collateral damage that's caused. So I said, look, let me restructure this entire concept of working with Airbnb investors. I'll do it for them, but everything stays under their name. This is your property.
1: Right.
0: Most people, even people in Airbnb don't know the Airbnb game. Right. So somebody new to Airbnb knows even less. Mm-hmm. So my, my rates, I, I, I feel like I'm being a, a little too cheap. But I feel like it's fair, okay. so I charge ten grand for that, right? Okay. But you make that you you make that money back in two months.
1: Yeah,
0: you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So it it makes sense. It pays for itself in thirty to sixty days. Okay. Because we set you up with the same model that I have, and my properties bring in nine nine to ten k a month.
1: Hmm.
0: Okay. Right. So if you're gonna make, on average, my properties do I anywhere from 75 to 97 K right if I told you look you pay me 10k I'll help you make 90
1: no, you do that out there. You know it I'm makes saying? sense right, right yeah. so
0: going back to what you said with our Alex with our guy A- Alex yeah you make an offer that's too, too good to, refuse. to say no yeah,
1: too good to refuse, for sure. now
0: can I charge 20 absolutely does that weave out on a lot of people? Absolutely. Right. I want to help out whoever can afford it right now. Okay. And as the company grows, maybe that will change later. Mm-hmm. You like know, you like I was saying, when demand grows, yeah. when proficiency gets better, prices do go up.
1: Right.
0: So that's one of the main things that we're doing right now. For people that can't afford the 10K mm-hmm. or just don't have... the are not in a position to buy a home right, right. now because homes are expensive yeah. all over the country. Rates are 7.5%. It's not an easy time to buy a house. Right. Yeah. But if the house is being paid for by Airbnb guests, you're not really paying for it. Okay. But if they can't afford that, they're not in a position to buy a house, there's Airbnb optimization. So they can either Airbnb their house or if they have an Airbnb, it's the same phase two process from the from the investor program without the phase one. Okay. So again, we just restage. I send my designer in, my photographer. We revamp the entire space. We redo your whole Airbnb listing, but we're just restructuring the foundation. We're okay. not building it from scratch. Right. Yeah. So those are the two things right now that we're doing, and then of course once we do uh, those two, then we kind of roll those over into our management process. Okay. So, right now, that's still 20%. Again, things can always change, but for now, it's 20%. Okay. So, for anybody that's either looking to get into Airbnbs or has been wanting to or is into Airbnbs right now, but just is having a hard time making that four dollars $5,000, 6000 month. Right. Those are the two options.
1: And this is all over, like, everywhere or
0: just in Florida right now? Or Anywhere in the country or even international. I mean, because markets... So yeah, you said you around DR. Yeah, man. So so it's 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 a beautiful thing, man, when you come from a background of 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 research, hmm. like stocks and day trading, hmm. because it's nothing but data. You look at data yeah. and you make educated decisions, not emotional ones. Right. So you don't buy a stock unless the numbers and the pattern support it.
1: Right.
0: You don't say, Oh, Tesla's cute today, I'm gonna buy some Tesla. Yeah. No. Where's the bottom? Where's the top? multiple confluence. Right. Right. Same thing with Airbnb. Hmm. No matter where it is, what country it is, the only thing that's going to change is the time of year that's in high demand versus low demand. And then the local policies set by the government or by the local authorities on short-term rentals. That's the only thing that changes. Okay. Everything else stays the same. So whether you want to buy in Belize, whether you want to buy in Bermuda, in the States, anywhere in the country. It's the same process. Well, the phase one, the, a- the acquisition process might be different. Right. Right? Because in every country, that's a different process. But phase two is always the same.
1: Okay. And where can they find that if somebody wanted to get in touch with you today to get that? How do they? Yeah.
0: So the best way to reach me, man, is at The Rich Pursuit on IG. Okay. The website is ProjectHopeTampa.com.
1: Okay. And all of that will be in the description down below too. So, yeah, I I appreciate you putting that on for sure. If you're doing Airbnb, make sure you link in with Rich.